Hi, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode four of Gaming with Grief. And actually, I have a guest this week. This is my friend, Evan Carroll. I've known him for a long time. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And uh, we just got a new mic, so we're really excited. And also, uh, we're going to talk about our dads, because Father's Day is coming up. This should post uh, the day after Father's Day. So, um, you know, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And, uh, I mean, Evan and I have something really terrible in common. Uh, both of our dads passed away. So we're going to talk about our dads and um, stuff like that. And uh, also uh, talk about games and things like that. Because Evan and I played D&D in high school yeah. and other games. Um, Among but, many. Right. Yeah, you never... You uh, you played Magic the Gathering, though, which is very intimidating. And I never played it. So uh, I don't judge people for playing Magic the Gathering. I do now, but I didn't then. Wait, so. but you play Magic the Gathering now. I do. No, that's what I'm saying. I play it now, but I didn't play it then. So, like, in high school when I watched people play Magic the Gathering, it was very intimidating. Now that I played it, I'm like, man, I missed out on a lot of years of playing Magic the Gathering. And do you judge people now? No, I never did. Even, even back then, I didn't judge people when I played D&D or something. I didn't say, well, those nerds, because I was about to roll up my cleric, you know? So you can't really judge people for playing... Like, you can't do that. That's wrong. Well, that's, so. that's good to hear that you're not, like, one of those judgmental nerds. It's like, well, like, I'm a nerd, but I'm not that much of a nerd. Yeah, that's the worst thing is... Like, that's where I draw the line. I You, you do read that online, too, about people that like certain hobbies and other hobbies. And me, it's like, it kind of just falls under a big umbrella. And you can't really judge people for... Uh, no. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, that that's nerdier than my nerdy hobby. Like, all right, man. Like, that's fine. Whatever. Like, what about furries? Can we judge furries? I, you know what? I think, yeah, maybe there is a there is a margin there that I think we can... <laughs> We could say that that's not not important, but um, so we were just talking right before I hit record. Like you know, we both game a lot. Like whether it be board games or video games or obviously Magic. But like uh, we were talking to our dads. Uh, but you don't remember playing any games with your dad? Like that's weird to me that you don't remember that because we would talk about it all the time stuff at your place when your dad was around. But you don't remember actually doing that with him? Like probably board games, obviously, because every dad has to show you Monopoly for some stupid reason and. Uh, yeah, and I just, I don't really remember, that wasn't like a centerpiece of childhood with my dad. Uh, you know, dad worked for Electronic Arts for a while. I know the devil, but back then... Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember you mentioning that, and it blew my mind that he did. And back then, when we knew each other, I mean, Electronic Arts was big because of sports games, but they're not what they are today. Yeah. So... Yeah, this was, this, like... Why did he leave uh, Electronic Arts? Was it just, like, did he have an entry-level thing and it wasn't going anywhere, and he just thought, I gotta do something else? He worked in IT for Electronic Arts on a contract, uh, and he got another contract uh, working for AT&T's aviation division, when they had an aviation division, like in-flight uh, phones. Yeah, 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 I, I kind of remember that, yeah. And that job became permanent, so that's why he left Electronic Arts. Um, before that, he had another contract IT job um, for a shareware company. And so... Like, I remember shareware. I had a Tandy. Yeah. The Dad, 93. And the shareware was great because you could spend five bucks and get like a little demo of a game. It was basically yeah. demos. Yeah, that's really. What I remember. That's what most of it was. And that was awesome when he worked there because he always came home with new games. Like yeah. constantly came that's home that, that we got for free because yeah. that's where he worked. Did you ever get Commander Keen? Because that was an amazing... I got shareware at Commander Keen and that was great. That sounds super familiar. It's like id. You know, they do Doom and stuff. I think they started out doing Commander Keen. Yeah. It's like a side-scroller. You were a spaceman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. super, super familiar. I mean, they they just at E3, they announced uh, E3 was last week, and they're bringing it back, Commander Keen, but it's a mobile game. So a lot of people are like, oh. yeah, I want Commander... Oh, no. 
It's like I don't want a mobile game. It's like like was it Blizzard that made the announcement at the end? Oh, Diablo Immortal. And like everyone was like, what the? Well, the worst part about on. it was when the lukewarm reception and the somebody in the or the one of the hosts said, "Wait, don't you guys have phones?" Like that was their like trying to get people hyped, and then someone stood up and said, "Is this a late or early April Fool's joke?" Something like that. Yeah. And it was a big deal online. I I, I don't know. That's weird though that your dad like my dad. I remember him playing. Uh, Nintendo with me, NES. Yeah. And at that point, he had tapped out because two buttons was too many. <laughs> but he, uh, he, my mom told me a fact about him, which was that I didn't know this, but we had an Atari growing up uh, when my mom and dad separated. And, and before I got my NES, we had an Atari, the, the, I forget which one, I think it's a 2600, the one with the, that looked like an old, uh, Wagon, you know, it had yeah. the wood trim and wood everything. Panel. Yeah, yeah, and we had that one. Would you had that one too, I think? I still have. A knockoff version of that. Oh. It's not an official Atari. I thought it was forever until um, it said an Atari on it. Dad passed away, and uh, I I claimed it. My sister and I have passed it back and forth over the generations. So when Dad passed, it's now under my ownership again. Well, you should before you leave over there, my closet or whatever, my cupboard right there. There's a SNES Mini, and they're like that big, and they got 30 NES, uh, SNES games on it. Anyway, so my father, my mom told me a story about my dad that he uh, he actually blew a lot of money in the arcade playing Asteroid, Oh, which blew my mind because my dad, like, once I saw him play NES, he was done. He's like, I can't two buttons. I don't know how Mario jumps. Like, he didn't get, like, he said he was really frustrated with that. Yeah. But my mom said he sent, spent a substantial amount of money playing Atari, and that, or um, uh, Asteroid, and that was the only reason why we got the Atari is because my dad bought Asteroid for the Atari when it came home, and oh, that's what dear. he played. And then, but then he dropped it. Like, he just stopped playing it. And uh, But I remember playing games with him, like, trying to get him into Mario Brothers on the NES and stuff like that, and he just couldn't. Yeah, I, I don't remember playing games with my dad, but I remember my dad supporting my game playing, if that makes sense. Like, he would oh, yeah. he well, would get excited parents... that I would get excited about games yeah. and my computer. And my dad was always a computer nerd anyway, so, like, I remember him. So if you brought Flight Simulator home, you'd be, like, stoked? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, was, he was really cool. Like, let's make it work really well, and, you know, let's... Uh, upgrade the computer so it'll run more smoothly yeah. and other stuff along those lines. Also, strange side on E3, they also, uh, Microsoft has revived Flight Simulator, so in 2020 it'll oh, come out, no. and it, uh, it looks amazing. I haven't played it for years, but they made it look really good. Yep. Like, I think I was over at your house or somebody's house, and I was watching an early version of Flight Simulator, and uh, even back then, you're like, this, there's no way this could look better, and then you look at the one now, and you're like, well, I don't know what I was thinking before. That, that's the thing with a lot of games. Well, is, but that's like going from the SNES to, like, the Sega Genesis. Yeah. And you're like, 8-bit to 16-bit. Yeah. And everyone freaked out about how great it was and like we just keep finding ways to push the boundaries and make it better and make it better yeah it, it is pretty amazing i mean uh but and also my dad would always sit you know we had that small duplex and he would watch me play so like even if he wasn't playing he'd watch me play like batman returns on genesis and stuff like that so it, i mean it was really I mean, he always, like same thing he'd always support me yeah i remember almost crying because i was playing double dribble for the nes and uh oh man double dribble well, I found a glitch where you could stand at one point in the key on the bottom part of the screen with the three-point key. You could It was like pixel perfect if you stood on one pixel of the key, basically where the straight line turned into a jagged line because the key went around. Mm -hmm. You could stand right there and perpetually get threes. Like, you couldn't miss. And so I racked it up. But what happened was when you turned the difficulty up to advanced, they steal the ball from you. 
and I was getting so frustrated that everything that I was doing to them, they were able to do to me. Uh-huh. And I was, but my dad would do that. He'd sit there and smoke and watch me play, which he never judged me. He never, like when I was doing homework, he wasn't like, is all your homework done before you play? Like I just got to play, like, which was nice. That's awesome. Which my mother just took away my NES, which was, <laughs> leave but, it uh, to the mom. But I remember your dad, I remember we played D&D too and your dad didn't really, like when we were over there in high school, he didn't really ever like, what are you guys doing? Like, no. I remember that. No. Dad was nice. Dad was always really supportive on that, um, which was great. I mean, my dad saw that stuff as more brainier activities and he was always more supportive. He'd rather have me play D&D or a video game than play football. Yeah. That's rare. <laughs> like not a right. lot of fathers would do that. Yeah, but you know, he was an IT manager and an IT support yeah. guy. And like, Dad, I don't know if I ever told you about this, but Dad designed and created his own board game. Like him and a buddy. Nice. When I was... No, I don't think you ever told me that. Uh, he, I remember you got your name because he wrote it in a short story. Yeah, one of the characters was Avin. What was his last name, that character's name? Star. Avin Star. Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah. yeah. And now Fortunately, forever, I did not get that. Well, you know, for, yeah, the middle name. Yep. Yeah. Well, now, unfortunately, you have to explain your name to everybody. Correct. Yeah, that's fine. But the, yeah, Dad made a game, and it was designed to teach people um, about computer design. And it was, it was really cool. It was like a card slash board game, and you got different cards, and you'd have to, like, build this system. It was actually a really fun game. I remember enjoying it a lot when I was... We lived on Orcas Island at the time, and I was seven or eight. Oh, so that's a good one. But the you know it never took off and well that's hard even nowadays when I see board games and they're expensive because obviously there's pieces usually in board games yeah. just somebody getting their board game published and made and like in a store I still think is amazing yeah. even if I don't want to play the game I'm like they got this to production and it's probably in stores all over the U S like I think it'd be really cool um, you know dad dad was innovative before his time in in a modern era of Kickstarter. Uh, or Indiegogo or something like that. Oh, yeah. He probably could have had a good could run at getting this game published and sold and actually like getting it out in the hands of the world. And from an educator's perspective, it would have been fantastic. Well, they do that all the time. There's simulator games on Steam. So like, I'm yeah. thinking of actually buying one that talks about uh, how to build a car engine because I know some things about cars, but obviously not enough to... Uh, I've heard about that game actually, and I want to get it because it literally will extrapolate the engine out, and you have to put everything back together. And they do it with there's a PC simulator on there, which is very meta for buying a PC game about PC simulator. But what it does is allow you to take components in and out and see. I think it clocks your speed and all that kind of stuff. So you could virtual computer, right? So you could do it before you actually buy stuff, you know, or find out how things work, which I think is kind of neat. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the one thing. And then even when my dad got sick, like, he came over here and was talking about games, which is really weird. But I think some of it was, uh, you know, everybody asked him how, how he was feeling because he was sick. He had cancer. And so I think he just didn't want to talk about cancer. So the idea of, like, talking about a man in a spacesuit far away, like the game I was playing, then it seemed pretty, well, pretty good. That, you know, it's, it's an easy way for your father to relate to you. And so, like, in that, in that time frame, your, your dad knew quite a ways in advance the, the direction it was going. Yeah. And so it was a good way for him to spend good quality time with you and have those deep conversations or not have deep painful conversations, but I'm going to talk about the things you love. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's what he did, but I, you know, I do think it was, some of it was everybody's asking about the cancer. Oh, so you just yeah. don't want to talk about the port anymore or the treatments, you know, like it is weird. He literally like burst like, Hey, you played that game? You know, when he came over, it was like, Oh, hi, how are you doing? Like he definitely didn't want to do any of that. And I, 
it's a, it was an easy conversation topic for him with you and um, it was an easy way for him to relate to you and definitely an easy way for him to have a conversation topic that's not cancer. Yeah. And then another thing, which I don't think I told you, which was my father bought me, um, it was like a Texas Instrument programmable, it was a keyboard that you just plugged in your TV and it came with a really thick manual. I think it was kind the 88. Like Commodore 64? Yeah, it was like a TI-88 or something. Uh-huh. Anyway, long story short, uh, he, he said he was having a really bad year, so that was all he could get me. And I remember having a massive, um, like, opening it up, hooking it up to the TV, reading the, uh, you know, the manual, trying to figure out. And then they gave you, obviously, um, sample code. You'd write that in, hit enter, and it would say, this is what you should see, which I saw that it was like a guy dancing on the screen, like a green blob, basically, like Atari graphics. And then I tried to write my own based on that, because they said basically follow this format and write your own program. And I did that, and it basically just turned the screen green. And I think at that moment, I realized I would probably never be a programmer. So it was like, it crushed my dreams that um, that wasn't going to happen. So... um, Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can completely understand that. Uh, I've done programming, and, and I don't want to do it. So if you learned it at an earlier age, you saved yourself time. And I know. That's, that's the one thing I remember saying. easier. Well, I remember just looking at the screen saying, well, th- this is it. <laughs> like, this is the best it's ever going to be. But my dad bought that for me, and I remember he, uh, he apologized. For me. He also bought me one of those Radio Shack uh, lab kits. Where they'd give you, like, basically you put batteries in it. It had a radio terminal on it with a bunch of springs on top. And they gave you all these different uh, lengths of wire. And yeah. so, like, hey, make a transistor radio or make this or make that. And you had to, like, wire it together and stuff like that. And I messed with that for a long time. And he was, like, really excited. It was fun to mess with. But for me, it was more of a project as opposed to a career where I was like, that was fun. And I did it for weeks. Yeah. But I didn't look at it as, like, oh, this is what I want to do. It was like, this is a cool thing. And then there was some... Mm-hmm. high-level things on there that I couldn't do. Like, it was like, you're going to amplify... You're going to basically turn this into a microphone so you can talk into the radio. So you'd find, like, a spare radio dial, and then you'd go hook this thing into it, and it would basically broadcast out... Like, you could hear yourself in the radio, basically. And I, could, I couldn't get that to work. Some connection wasn't right or something, so... Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. But again, it, uh, not a career. More of a thing. But... You know, my dad bought me stuff like that and wanted me to, you know, he let me play games, like, like I said. And a little bit more advanced version or electronic version <clears> of <throat> the, like, old school take-it-home chemistry kit. Yeah, yeah, except that, yeah, I didn't, maybe I had one of those, I don't know. It was just nice to know that, like, somebody was, you know, uh, they didn't judge you. That was the worst. Because you ran into it too at school where people would judge you for your hobbies if they saw you with the D&D book or something. like, what are you doing? You know, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to explain all this. Right. That was part of it was just having to explain it. Like, it's too much. Can I just not explain this? Like, that idea. So. Uh, I've, I've lived in, uh, not lived in, I've been in situations even still, though. And, and society has become far more accepting of it, where I've had a book uh, for a various role-playing game, and people are like, what's that? Um, but now that explanation has become a lot more comfortable than it was in the old days. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to know too. Like we've at the local bar, we've been playing Magic, and people will come up to us and say, "What are you guys playing?" And not like in a like in a crappy way, but like they just want to know what you're playing. And then you tell them, and they're like, "Oh, that's really cool." Like, oh yeah, that's usually the, where the conversation is. I've never had anybody yet where I had the flashback to high school where they're like nerd and like walk away. Everybody's just been like, "Oh, cool, that's great," you know. But it helps we live 
uh, you know, in Microsoft and Amazon's backyard too. So yeah. we're surrounded by a culture of of nerdery. Yeah, people don't you don't have to explain that, you know. And then and then you start talking to people and like Magic the Gathering has been around for so long that when you say, yeah, I'm playing Magic the Gathering, they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. You mm-hmm. know? So they're not like, what is this new game you speak of? So Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It, it's just one of those nice things that life has gotten a lot better. But, you know, for both of us too, I think it's awesome that we were living up in a, living up, growing up in a time when that type of uh, nerd activity was just starting to become acceptable, but yeah. we still dealt with a lot of the social kind of yeah. stigma. But both of our fathers who grew up in a time where that wasn't okay and you had to be manly and play sports, yeah. uh, both ended up being really supportive of that type of activity. Yeah, well, I think it's because my father did, like my mom said, it was surprising how much money he blew at Asteroid. <laughs> and it was something where... I can't even imagine your dad in an arcade. I know. Well, he would take me to like the b Arcade, which is incredibly sketchy to this day. Yeah. But he would give me quarters and... Um, yeah, like they didn't even have an. Uh, they had some old cabinets there, but they didn't have Asteroid. I'm sure he would have. Ble- if I would have known that, I would have given him his money back and go play Asteroid or something. But um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty crazy that he could that he did that. But I, I'm glad he always supported me and never judged me. You know, my mom was a little different because she was the one that I have to bring report cards to. And you know, I had to think back to it. I actually do remember there was a game that I remember my dad loved when I was a kid. I got uh, a Game Boy as a gift. Oh, it's like the best. And I think I never my had dad one. played more Tetris <laughs> than my sister or I combined. Yeah, you're like, Dad. He's like, no. He loved Tetris. It's great. Tetris is still one of the best. Like, original Tetris that. on the original Game Boy. Well, they, you know, they just re-released Tetris again uh, on the um, Switch, the Nintendo Switch, but it's Tetris 99. Okay. So, so it's Battle Royale, which oh. probably after we log out, I can show you one match. Okay. Because it'll last two minutes. But basically, a percentage of what you clear, the lines you clear, go to someone else. And you can select who you oh. want it to go to. So, But they can do it to you, too. So you'll be playing, and then all of a sudden, your screen will start filling up. Because people... It has a warning system, and the screen will flash, so you know something's coming over. But you got to be fast. And then, when you get to milestones, like 50 people left, you know, 20 people left, 10 people left. Just like in Tetris, things start speeding up. So not only are they sending things over, but it starts getting faster. So it, it's a great way to uh, put life into a classic. But yeah, I even heard. Did you hear that? Like in Russia, when they released Tetris, like they had to have like no Tetris workplaces because people would just play it like on their break. So they had to have like they had to have meetings. Like you can't play Tetris because people were just looking over their shoulder like to the make sure. Old school equivalent of Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah like it was in, in like the early eighties, like eighty whatever that was, eighty two or whatever. That they were looking over the shoulder going, well, I don't want to be in, get in trouble, but I'm going to play Tetris all day instead of doing my paperwork. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, Tetris was that big that people were doing that. So, I had no idea. I, it doesn't surprise me that Tetris is a very simple game to play, but obviously difficult to master. So it's kind of timeless yeah. in a way. Like you, like uh, the Tetris 99, they had an event where if you got so many points playing then they would unlock the Game Boy skin for the game, which I unlocked. So now the whole game looks like the Game Boy, the original Game Boy game, except it's obviously it's on your TV. But it's even logging in at like six months after it released, like they, it's 99 other people, you're in the center, there are little blocks on the side and you can kind of see them. Yeah. And it took 10 seconds to find that many people. Like people are still playing it. And they have events every couple of weekends, so. I mean, how often is it that like 
the simplest games are the most addicting. I mean, think about Portal. Oh my god. Like, super simple. Um, and you would know this probably better than me, but I mean, it wasn't even developed to be launched to public, right? It was an internal thing. That's I heard it was, they, it was like a, I heard different stories that it was something they wanted to show off their new physics engine and all this stuff, and then they, I, I think it was somebody in Valve said, no, nah, I think we, I think this is good, you know? You know, when Valve would make games, they don't make games anymore. But, um, yeah, like, so, um, yeah, it, it was, it's pretty interesting, uh, and, uh, yeah, Portal's amazing. The second one's very good, too. Um, that actually probably would have been a game that my dad probably would have really liked, because... So it's puzzle-based, right? Puzzle games, and it's yeah. it's very cerebral, which, when Ben, our friend, and I played it, we would always race each other, you know, because the, the rooms you were in were numbered, so you're like, oh, you're in lab room four, oh, I'm in seven, you know, and then he would say, oh, I'm in nine, I'm like, ah... And then I call him back, I'm in 11. Oh, well, I just got to 10. It's like, pick it up. And then he's like, oh, I'm in 15. Man! Like, then you have to go back and... Um, but yeah. Yeah. The second one's great, too. And, and what I like about it is it's always the simplest solution. So you think, uh, oh, I got to do this. and do, Oh, no, I just have to shoot it over there. Like, it would. there's some rooms where they'd really try to mess with your mind and be like, you got to do this to do that to do this. And then you play and be like, oh, I just have to do that one thing. I don't have to do all this other stuff. So um, it was always something when you woke up, like you'd sleep on it and be like, I'm never going to go past this room. And then you wake up and have a massive epiphany and be like, oh, I just got to do this one thing. And in Portal 2, there's actually um, co-op. Yeah. So there's puzzles where you're one portal and the other player is another color portal. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't... Uh, I don't know, man. I you know I do miss my dad, but uh, I'm glad he never judged me for gaming. That would have been terrible. You have like I'd have even more therapy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. you're like, yeah, he never he never loved me because I played a board game or something, you know. So um, I seem to remember too that my dad played Mist. Mist was a game that was great until the games. end. Well, Mist was good until the end, right? I never beat it. No, no one did except they had a guide. Because I had a friend in high school, too, named Chris, who had to use a guide. And I sat at his computer, and he's like, yeah, all this makes sense. But then you get to the end, and it's basically two rooms with two brothers arguing at each other. And to get up in the room, you have to do this weird brick puzzle, which, you know, it was like a grid, and you have to push a certain amount of bricks down. And some of them have to be up to open the room, you know, so like a switch. And he said it, it, it was so obtuse. Like, I don't know who figured it out first. Like, he had to have a guide. And he's like, I don't understand how this is even possible. Like, you have to read a guide. Because you have to know, to do the third one, like, how would you do that? Like, unless somebody's so mathematical that they worked out an equation and said, if I push this one, there's only seven million combinations. You know, I, I don't know how anybody did it. I have no idea. Like I said, I never read it. I've never seen it. I thought it was really cool. And then... Uh, <laughs> It, it all it was all kind of trippy and everything, but then he showed me that he saved he kept the one save file right before you put in the last code and then go up to the room and then talk to the two brothers that are mad at each other and then yeah it, it was a weird it, it was weird and it probably was the developers because back then you're not going to hire a voice actor or hire somebody oh, yeah. you know they probably just had somebody in the team go sit in this corner and say these three things and then you know um, but yeah this was good that was a good puzzle game yeah you, I think your dad would like Portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he'd probably like speed running too. That's a big thing now of like playing a game and trying to break it to beat it in five minutes, you know. So, yeah, he might get competitive on that aspect of it. The puzzle aspect of it though is the kind of like I, I was thinking about Tetris, and then I was like, oh yeah, like I seem to remember him playing Mist. He probably loved Portal. 
Well, there's Sudoku as well, which is basically just, um, or um, Picross is basically Sudoku. Um, that's on the Switch, but it's a puzzle game with numbers. You know, Sudoku is like one through nine. You have to line them up. Yeah. And a lot of people play that, so, um, yeah. Sorry about the noise. My dogs apparently love Avin, and they won't leave the room, which is fine, I guess. They're just going to sit here and look at him. Yeah. And then hope that he pets them. So that's kind of my life on the weekends. Which I won't do, because if I stop for even like a tenth of a second, they will instantaneously bark. Yeah, they'll do that. So, yep. Oh, yep. There he goes. The lab just jumped up in his lap. She's 60 pounds. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, thanks for... You, is there anything else you wanted to add? I mean... I, I, I'm glad we got the whole group thing to work. That took us like 40 minutes before recording to get this to work. I yeah, right. brought a, bought a new mic, though, so it worked. It was plug and play, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just... I don't really have anything kind of specific that I would talk about, you know. Um, it sucks that Dad's gone and there's stuff that I don't get to share. And Yeah. You know, Father's Day is always a, like a difficult thing, as you're very aware. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is, you, you know, like, I bitched to my dad about work, so you probably would talk about work to your dad. Being an IT guy, you're doing IT now. So that was a thing where, like, my dad and I were in construction, so we would always complain and give each other pointers, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's something I miss when you have a really bad day, and you're like, what do I do? And then he'd usually be able to tell me something to be able to do. And you probably have the same exact thing, where you run a situation and go, hey, I'm running this thing, what do I do? Well, then I would have, but, you know, I got into IT after Dad passed away, so... But, yeah, that's even worse, though, right? Because now you can't call him and be like, what do I do? Because he'd probably be like, oh, did you try this, you know? And so, yeah. And how often I would like to. Um, You know, but I was one of those weird ones that, like, even before Dad passed away, like, I was in my early 30s, and I'm calling my over 60-year-old father to be like, hey, I'm running into this problem on my computer. How do I fix it? Yeah, he was really savvy that way, too. Like, I remember listening to him like, oh, man, he's, like, top level on this. Oh, yeah. He went through tons of training. Yeah, you years. would never ask me because I would say, did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? That was like the extent of my, um, yeah, that was the extent of my knowledge. By the way, sidebar, Evan and I always try to leave the conversation, but we always end up talking another 20 minutes, which is fine. I'm just letting everybody know. Yeah. But we say like, hey, are we done? And then we're like, one more thing. And then that's By the way, also minutes. thought about. Yeah, so. And, and, you know, like, your dad with construction, like you talked to him about that stuff and, um. My dad was working on cars. You know, he was a mechanic for years before he got into IT. So it'd be like, hey, I'm running into this problem with my car. What do you think it is? And my father did it a little bit too, but my, my dad's response was always uh, started with a long sigh before he would answer the, <laughs> because I always had really bad cars. Oh, so I'm like, hey, it's man. making this incredibly specific specific noise. And he'd be like, I can hear you. Ah, like the sigh of like, it could. I remember one time I had an oil pe- pressure problem and it was like the car was dying. And I said, so what will we do to fix that? And my dad just said, well, maybe buy a new car. Like that was the, that was his diagnosis of the... 80% thing. of the time that was probably a correct diagnosis. Whether yeah. or not you pushed through with the old one or got a new one. Yeah, it was just really funny just the way he... he like he would do it, but it was just funny because he would just pause endlessly, which was good, so... But, uh, and, and that's one of those things, you know, like, I had a dad that worked in IT. So, of course, dad became the IT contact. Uh, I had a dad that was a mechanic. So, dad became the mechanic. Yeah, and it was, was like worst. sort of the de facto person in the family. Now that I work in IT, guess who gets the phone call when someone's yeah. computer has a problem? Yeah. That's when you just have to say, I don't understand what you're talking about. Because people want to know why their modem isn't working or their wireless printer isn't working. Um, 
Like Google's great. Yeah. <laughs> so you could like. That's what you tell me. I even feel bad asking my um, sister-in-law's husband because he's in IT too. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, it, it's rough. I think the rough thing uh, with my dad with uh, not asking him stuff is like it got to the point where we would trade uh, favors. So like I would yeah. come over and do something for him, like cabinet related or whatever, and then he would come over and help me out and. Um, like, my furnace died in November, and he came over and fixed it for, like, an hour or two, you know, because it was something we had to diagnose and fix, and um, it was great because I didn't have to pay a repair guy to, you know, come and fix it. And that's what he told me, like, a couple years before he got sick. He said, you know, you probably won't do this for a living, but people charge a lot of money to just come over and, like, look at a leak. So if you're able to fix it, you should because you're just going to save that much more money, you know? Yeah. So, which is true. <clears throat> but sometimes now I have a little bit of money. Sometimes it is just turning like my car into be like, I want you to do the own change because I want to spend time with my wife. I don't want to, I don't have a garage. I don't want to climb under my car. It's $30. <clears throat> you go pay the, like I'll pay you the $30 to change my own. Well, so, and, I mean, they say that one of the easiest ways to, uh, happiness to being able to enjoy life more. I don't want to know if I want to necessarily say happiness, um, is to spend money on services to have other people do things that you don't want to do or enjoy doing. Um, which of course all comes back to money, but yeah, you got a little bit of money you can pay someone else to do your oil change. And then I can spend and the day with my wife or something, you know? Exactly. So it's not, you know, you're not like blowing the day. And so. you know, for both of us, I think, uh, either one of us would give anything to have a day to work on a project with their dad. Be it putting insulation in the attic for you or changing oil in a car. Like either of us would would give anything for a day to do that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, that's the rough thing. Especially when it's something that I'm, you know, like in the IT world, you know, but it's something where you remember him mentioning something Mm -hmm. offhandly one time and then you're doing it. Like, what did he say? That was like, I can't call. Like, that was like 10 years ago. What did he say about the thing that I'm doing now? Oh, like, I just I just think back to, like, even in high school, like, during the summer when you'd have to go work with your dad and help him work on stuff. And oh, you, just, yeah. you, you just wanted to hang out and go game or do other stuff with your friends, but you had to go help your dad. And I remember helping on some of those jobs, too, just to make some side cash for myself. Yeah. Um, like, I, I'd give anything to have a day working in the art of my dad again. When in high school, I hated it. Yeah, um, I, I'm that way. I'm that same way of like. There was times when he drove me crazy. Yeah. But you, it's because you see so many similarities in your dad. But then the idea of like it's just not around anymore. To you can't, It's not an option. You know? That's that's the that's the rub. And the ability to not pick up a phone. Like when I got into IT, it was that was a thing for me. Like I got into IT, and I was like, man, I would love to share this with my dad. And like. When I well, figured I out going something to, complex. Well, you were even just going to school and getting your certs to yeah. do that. Like, just call and go, hey, I got another cert. Yeah. You know, like that. Oh, I figured out this thing. Like, I finally know what you were talking about when you were explaining uh, TCPIP to me. Like, it clicked. Yeah. Uh, oh, not being able to share that stuff is, is, is difficult. Um, or, you know, in the context of of this podcast in gaming. Like when I got a really cool new game, 
uh, and built a new computer to do that. Like, you don't even... So I played... You played Bioshock before, haven't you? Then? I've played Bioshock, yeah. So I beat Bioshock, and I and that game's amazing. I don't know if you beat it. I want to ruin it. It's been out for a long time. There's a big twist in the game, which is amazing. Yeah. And the way the game's structured is amazing. And I beat it. It blew my mind. And I'm sitting on the couch like with my mouth open, the credits roll, and then it goes back to the start screen, and I immediately start again, and my dad just comes over. And he's like, what are you doing? And I sound like I'm insane explaining about that. <laughs> There's this guy in this underwater city, and then these big guys in armor. Let me you, let me just, and I'm trying to like slow down, and he's like, cool. Like, he doesn't like, you know, like. But I think the, the idea of the game, he would have liked it, he would have liked all that, you know, but... um. Yeah, I can't. You can't do that. You can't share that one thing, you know. I mean, I have my wife. I share that stuff with her now, you know. But like the construction stuff really hurts. So like, yeah. like I have, I gotta fix my fence in the backyard. If I call my dad and say, "Hey, I have everything. I need you for half a day to just fix this fence," he's like, "What Saturday do you need me, or do you need me Sunday, or whatever?" And then he would have came over, and we and we would have done it in two hours. And you know, my wife's gonna help, which is great. Um, but my dad would have just come over without any real, yeah. like without me prodding or poking he just said okay i'll be over there saturday at 11 or whatever and we'll do it so yeah yeah but I, it got to the point too where he, he knew that i was more capable than i let on because i just wanted help or, or to hang out with him and he's like can't you do it like what you yes yes i can dad that's not why i asked yeah, the... and i think some of it was he maybe he knew that but didn't say anything he's like i'll be over anyway like just to give me a hand or whatever plus or just give me a hard time yeah and, and your dad liked to give you a hard time. Yeah, he, uh, he enjoyed it uh, a lot. Um, but when I got old enough, he'd give him a hard time. That was good, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you do get to that point where you can. Yeah. You're like, really? I'm a grown person. Yeah. You get to that point where you're like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a grown man now. So. Yeah. Or that point where you're like, um, I don't understand why you're giving me a hard time about that. You raised me. Yeah, I did actually say it to my father one time. I said, somebody said, well look what you've done or something and I said well look at my role model and I just pointed to my dad and I got a job site like this is this is it and years after that he would remember that and start to chuckle like yep role model alright you know mm-hmm. like he wouldn't remember he's like okay I remember that so mm-hmm. yeah yeah cool yeah <laughs> so that was a downer episode kind of I guess maybe that was okay it's good to reminisce I mean it's it's, it's hard and sad and, and you know the Having Father's Day tomorrow. Um, yeah, we're recording this the day before Father's Day. It's so. uh, it's just one of those things that for both of us, and I know you and I have talked about it many, many times, that it just kind of highlights the fact that our dads aren't around to both of us. Yeah, I mean, just if even if my father was busy, just a morning phone call on Father's Day to see how he's doing or go over there and have coffee with him or something like that to just see. Yep. Yeah, you can't. There's none of that anymore. And, you know, all the Father's Day activity ads and all the Father's Day gift ads and everything Yeah, else. that's getting really, I'm starting to realize how annoying that is. You yeah. know, like, it's just like, it's please, annoying. please stop. Yeah. It was annoying even when I had a father. Yes. I'm like, we already have a, we do a thing. We go breakfast and then hang out, maybe watch a movie, we're done. That's our father. Like, I don't buy him a computer. I don't buy him... He doesn't wear ties. Like, I don't... Right. You know, like... Buy your dad a new Chevy Silverado. I think I bought him a towel one year, he was thankful, and, like, some soap. Like, he needed soap. Like, it's not... 
we don't do the extravagant. I bought you a yacht for Father's Day. Like, there's none of that, like, weird sales stuff of, like... Do you have enough money to buy your dad a yacht? No, I'm just saying I wouldn't, even if I could. It's like, he, he doesn't need a yacht. So, but, yeah, the ads are getting ridiculous, you know. So. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe a bit of a downer and uh, could see that. But hopefully, for the listeners out there, you know, it's a good reminder. Uh, if your dad's still around... Uh, Call him. Spend time with him. Yeah. Call him. And find like, excuses. I probably should have said at the beginning of the episode, I always say this sometime in the episode, I should get in the habit of doing it at the beginning. This is only episode four. But I try to tell people, like, I'm not a licensed therapist. I know Avin's not a licensed therapist. Nope. If you, like I said in the last episode, if you're going through some stuff, try to go to therapy. If you're religious, go to church. Just try to talk out what's going on. Uh, any holidays hard for people, some people, depending on your circumstance. Like, if you've lost... A loved one, a mother or father or something, you know, the, those days are hard. So get help. Uh, talk it out. Uh, my wife and I are going to therapy. It's helping. Um, Avin goes to church. That helps him. So whatever you need, go get help. Find and, someone to talk to that you trust. Yeah, and know that you're not, um, you know, everybody says that like, well, you know, I, I, you know, I think what I hear all the time is like, um, well, people have it worse, and the response I heard, which was really good from a therapist, said, yeah, but, like, that doesn't minimize your pain, you know? So, like, everybody has pain unique to them, yep. and that, uh, yeah. So, try to have a good day. If it's a hard day for you tomorrow, uh, if it's not, call your father. If there hasn't been something terrible that's happened to you guys in the past, call him, hang out with him, uh, have coffee, play board game with him, or Magic the Gathering, or something, uh, do something fun and uh share some tetris yeah tetris is amazing do play tetris 99 it's great on switch uh and so with that i'll say goodbye unless you have anything else to add evan no i'm good and then uh i'm still trying to get an email address these will post on soundcloud uh every monday at like actually they'll probably post tomorrow because i'll edit it and put it up but they will hit on www.gamingwithgrief.com uh, in the morning, Monday morning at like 7 a.m. is when they post. So every Monday morning you should get a new podcast. I don't know if I'm going to do any special episodes yet or anything, and I haven't really made up my mind on music. And I'm also making an icon for the podcast because right now it's just a photo of my dumb face on a cruise, so it just doesn't look right. I mean, I look like I'm having a good time, but it doesn't look like a podcast photo. So um, I'll fix that. And uh, anyway, everybody have a good day, uh, have a good week, and I'll talk to you guys next week.